Welcome to the Anod Wright audio blog. Your voiceover diva is Dr. Donna Oriolo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. Direct your concerns or questions to questions at anodwright.com. Direct your comments to the comment section and share on social media using the hashtag AnodWrightSpeaks. Warning, content on the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick. Sorry, not sorry. We are feeling so official over here. You can now catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple News Channel, and of course, anodwrite.com. Check your favorite space and subscribe. Leaving some feedback wouldn't be unwelcome either. Hey, hey, y'all. This week's blog post is called A Lesson in Power, The Friend Zone. Written by yours truly, Dr. Donna Oriolo, August 24, 2018. When we talk about relationships, we often talk about who has power and when they have that power. Yeah, we use other words, but power still seems to be the name of the game. In the context of this conversation, power is about who has the upper hand to move interactions in the direction in which they want to go, despite the other person within the relationship. When we think about the transactional nature of relationships, that is when we really start to think about who has the upper hand and how we can take the upper hand from that person so that we are the ones in power. It's almost purely transactional with moves and counter moves. It's not so much a power exchange, which I think could be a good thing within relationships and relational interactions, but it's more in the context of having and keeping the upper hand to have dominion over the relationship. So in a sense, some people are seeking to be the capital G God, while their partner would remain a peasant sent to do their bidding. Power. We cannot talk about how power plays out in a relationship without also talking about power hierarchies in daily life. Within the context of the United States, and to be frank, around the world, men tend to have power over women. Those with money have power over those who don't. Racial hierarchy has whiteness at the top, followed by Asians and Latinx, while black people are firmly at the bottom. The indigenous others are just that, other. These things are important to note in a racist, heterosexist, patriarchal, white supremacist, capitalistic society. Knowing the power hierarchies is very important within the context of a relationship because those who hold power outside of the context of a romantic relationship, especially in intersectional ways, or those in could-be romantic situations, still tend to hold the same power within the context of that relationship. When people are in uneven situations, power dynamics tend to be at play. The boss tell the worker what to do, and the worker, whether or not they agree, complies with the order with which they have been given because they are obliged by their position. The child heeds the parents because the child is obliged. Throughout our schooling in this country, we continually learn about power dynamics and how they should play out in various situations. We learn both implicitly and explicitly. It should be no wonder then that it would show up within the context of the relationships we try to cultivate with others. When people are taught they are owed respect, reverence, attention, time, sex, etc., 
they will undoubtedly find ways to claim their right, even if it means coercing another party into giving them things that society has said that they are owed. And being with someone, going on a first date, especially within the context of a heterosexual dating situation, there is still the idea that if a man buys a woman a meal, then sex is now owed as payment. A man who pays attention to a woman, gives her compliments, and who otherwise wants to get to know this person is somehow owed her time. But see how that plays out in power dynamics in general? Men have been taught that women are there to cater to them with time, attention, and sex. They are taught that if they are nice guys, then they should automatically reap the benefits of being such and be able to have any woman they so please. Think about those people that stalk you at the gas station, the people that try to holler at you on the street and won't take your no for an answer. Power plays. This is not exclusive to heterosexual relationships. But I know people can see and understand these dynamics because we see them play out in movies, TV shows, and you can even read them in books. The fact is that there is an entitlement that some folk feel to another person that has lent itself to the invention of the friend zone. Because what is the friend zone other than a statement saying that the person you are after is not interested in being with you in the same way that you are with being with them? The friend zone has further connotations of being the space someone waits in until the desired other finally comes to their senses and takes a second look at the nice person who has been their friend, but who has secretly been hoping to have a chance to get what they've wanted all along, sex or a relationship. But here's the problem, especially for you who lament about how you've been put in the friend zone. You aren't that nice and you're not that great. You are not the cat you thought you were, especially not to the person who has zoned your ass. They don't wanna be with you. I have no idea why you would wait in the wings, hoping that you can find them in a vulnerable enough position to make your move. Yeah, shit sounds creepy when you say it out loud. You are waiting for broken hearts, broken relationships, drunken nights, so that you can make your move so that you can try to hop your ass out that friend zone. Do you know what that makes you? An opportunist at best and a wait out rapist at worst. I have been taught that there is a lid for every pot. Do yourself a favor, evaluate what you want out of life and relationships and go find the pot that actually wants to be with you. Not the one who zoned you because they aren't interested and not someone who would pick you only in their moments of despair because that makes you the last resort, not the first or second choice. For those of you who are friend zoning people left, right, and center, keep doing what you do. You do not owe anyone your time, love, or energy, no matter how nice they are to you. This is your space to claim your power. Eat meals with no sex, go on sexless vacations, ignore fuck folk on the street, do you, and live your life to the fullest. So for those of you who need some help with that, here is reclaiming your power in four easy steps. Number one, evaluate for yourself what type of partner and relationship you want. Number two, vet the people who come your way to learn if they have the qualities you seek. Number three, 
Communicate with the person after the initial phases of your vetting process, letting them know if you would like to move forward with them into a romantic situation or if you would like to just remain friends, i.e. friends on them. And number four, keep it moving until you are where you want to be. Now, what do you do if you have been the one that was friend zoned? Number one, experience the emotions that come to you. It can be painful to learn that you aren't wanted in the same way. I get that. But you need to also accept that they do not want to be with you. Number two, evaluate for yourself if you really want to be this person's friend or if you are secretly hoping that they will come to their senses and choose you. Number three, if you want to be their friend, take some time to heal for yourself before moving into that friendship, making sure that you set boundaries and parameters so that it can help you out. If, on the other hand, you are secretly hoping for your shot to slide in, firstly, note that you seem like a slightly thirsty creep, and secondly, decline that friendship at the very least temporarily. There are clearly some things that need to be handled on your own first before you will be able to enter into a genuine friendship with this person. It is important to note, though, that you may never be able to be friends with that person. You know, just FYI. And number four, seek support from friends who would be honest with you and check you, not the ones who would support creepy lie and wait tendencies. If you don't have those, it may be time to seek some professional help so that you can expand your circle and stay out of that creep zone. That is it for this week's blog post reading. I know that this one may have hurt some feelings, so feel free to get a hug. If you're feeling real hurt, go ahead and slide into my DMs, leave a comment in the comment section, cry your eyes out, and maybe take a break and go eat some cotton candy. It's still the season. All right, y'all. I will be back next week, but we will have a guest. So get to cleaning. Bye, y'all.